What's a lob? A lob is a longer bob. Oh, that's a new one. Lob. Yeah. You haven't heard that one before? Mella, have you heard of a lob? No. Do you know about a lob, Mella? Yes. I love a good lob. <laughs> you love a good lob? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love a good lob. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Said no one ever. I'm Barb Demeray, and you're listening to What's Next? Conversations with Boomers. As part of our three-part series on how we can look our best, today we're focusing on hair. Personally, I think the right hairstyle can make a huge impact on our appearance. In many ways, I think even more than what we're wearing or the makeup we wear. I've invited my daughter-in-law, Jory, to come on to give us some expert advice on hairstyles, what we should aim for and what we should avoid, what products to look for, what styles suit certain head shapes, and so on. Jory has been a hairstylist for over 15 years and is very good at what she does and very knowledgeable around everything hair. I have probably the best haircut I've had in my life. Guess who does my hair? Who? Who does your hair? You'll never guess. <laughs> and I, and that is the absolute truth, Jory. Honestly. Oh, I'm so happy that you like it. Oh. I really actually enjoy cutting hair a lot. Before, like when I first started doing hair, I actually really just loved cutting. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I did. Well, I suppose that you can get more creative than, than just sort of trimming long hair. For sure. And I think in the beginning, coloring was actually kind of scary to do. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's just so much to learn about it. I believe it. Welcome, Jory. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Okay, so let's just dive right into this. First, let's talk about what styles are best for the 60 plus crowd and what styles we should avoid in general. All right. So let's start with what to avoid. I say for anyone that is 60 plus should definitely avoid very long hair. We're talking like hair that's down to your waist or even longer than that. Um, second, I would say dreads because I don't think <laughs> anyone 60 plus would really want to have dreads. <laughs> Have you actually seen anybody in our age group with dreads? No, I actually don't. Well, actually, no, I don't think I have. But I'm sure there are people out there who do. There probably are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So really long hair, like down to your yes, waist. Yes, we're talking. Yeah. Because at that point, we know as we get older, our hair is thinning. So, you know, if you're not getting, if you're not cutting your hair, most likely that hair is looking pretty fragile and just not very thick and very wiry. Kind of straggly. Yeah, exactly. That's the word I was looking for. You know, my mother-in-law used to have very, very long hair down to her waist, but she used to braid it and then wrap that braid into a bun. Yes, that was quite the style back in the day, wasn't it? It was. A yeah. lot of women had that kind of hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. We don't see it as much anymore. Um, but, you know, the whole time, her her whole adult life, the whole time I knew her, she had this very, very long 
and she kept it black for many, many years. I think it's just amazing the type of the way that they could put up their hair so nicely every day. I know. I know. I take a lot of work. <laughs> it really, I remember being fascinated by this massive braided bun she'd have in the back of her head. Okay. Now, um, what that's what to avoid. That would be to avoid. Yeah. Yes. And then for the for the best haircuts for women are generally shorter haircuts. So that could range from a pixie to a bob to a lob to a shag. What's a lob? A lob is a longer bob. Oh, that's a new one. Lob. <laughs> yeah. Mela, have you heard, have you heard of a lob? No. Do you know about a lob, Mela? Yes. I love a good lob. <laughs> you love a good lob? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love a good law. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Said no one ever. So those ones are the best haircuts. Um, there's also things to keep in mind, not just to do with the haircuts, but things to try to avoid would be going to color your hair too dark would be one thing. Um, another thing is parting your hair in the middle because middle parts usually add years to a hairstyle. And so at this point, you will want to create volume because you want to try to hide any kind of issues with density. Um, another thing is you want to avoid any kind of like girly accessories. We're talking about like floral headbands or glittery, glittery bows or um, oversized accessories. They just don't look appropriate anymore. Is that, is that really the reason? They just, it, it's not. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You could still do accessories. I would just say for more something that's a little bit more elegant or simple, like even like satin scarves or like a pearl clip or just like a clear elastic. Something a little simpler. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what about head shapes? We all have certain head shapes. So what would you say is the best style, for example, a woman with a larger head, a larger body? For a larger head and curvier bodies, I'd say. Curvier. I would curve, say yeah. more of shoulder length hair would balance out the body. Mm. Yeah, because once you have shoulder length, you don't have anything that's elongating the face. So it really balances out how your whole body looks overall. It gives some length to your face, I guess. It de-emphasizes the roundness. Yes, definitely. Maybe, maybe you're maybe you're describing a lob. <laughs> yes, exactly. That it would be a lob. A lob. Um, another thing too is cutting layers around the face would be really nice for someone who has a larger head, because if they want to make their face a little bit smaller, if you add layers around the face, it could it could minimize that. Mm. Okay. And then also, because it might not even be that you have a large face, maybe it just means that you have a larger forehead. So it makes it look like you have a larger face. So another thing would be cutting bangs. Okay, larger forehead. Yes, that's a good, a good thing to point out. Because mm -hmm. yes, foreheads are all different too. Some people have really low, really high, really wide, really, yeah. Uh... Exactly. Okay, so what about those of us who have... Uh, like myself, small head, small face? So for smaller faces, I would say definitely going for the pixie haircut really works well. Um, 
with shorter hair, if you have a pixie haircut, you could also add, you know, angled side bangs, like side swept bangs, or even going with like angled bobs. Mm. It seems that there are a few varieties of pixies. Definitely. So it's just depending on your hair texture of how short you want to go with a pixie. Because sometimes if your hair is, say, fine and you don't have that much density, you might want to stick with something maybe a little bit longer because you want to create some more body in your hair. Mm. But for you, since you have average texture and you have like you have a good amount of hair, it's always nice if you want to go, you kind of can mix it up and going very short with your pixie cut. Right. Mine's pretty short, but I have length in, yeah, I have sort of a side bang that, um, yeah, works well for me. And then people who have, um, if they want to wear their hair a little bit longer, so for anyone who has a bob or lob, going with more of a straight hairstyle would really help because it would elongate the silhouette of a smaller face. Hmm. Okay. This is really good advice. Yeah. Okay. So as we age, Many people start to experience, as you, as you mentioned, hair thinning. What can we do to best disguise thinning hair to make it look thicker? There's ways that you can style your hair that would make your hair look thicker by doing, you know, creating volume with curling your hair or setting rollers in it or teasing your hair. Um, you could also make it look thicker by doing more of an exaggerated side part. Um, also, extensions could be an option. Extensions. Ah, right. Do you find many people in our age group ask for extensions? Actually, I do have a few people who do it. Um, it's more so on the sides than it is on the top because the kind of extensions that we do, you don't really put any pieces on the top because if you do it too close to your part line you would see Mm. where they start so you always want to kind of hide them so it is best for someone who has more of a bob or lob hairstyle and most people would do it around the front of the face because that's where we have less hair right in general yeah what about products um first i would say if you're going to start off on the scalp you want to get something um, a really good shampoo and conditioner. And I would suggest Purology Nano Gold. It's actually really great because it has antioxidants and omega acids and it restores the hair. So it's pretty much like a Botox for your hair. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We'll remember to put these in the in the show notes, Mela. These products. And then, names. yeah, it's a really great product. And then styling, I would suggest Kevin Murphy Plumping Body Mass Leave-In. It's a treatment, the treatment that you spray into the hair so you don't wash it out. And what it does is fortifies and strengthens at the root. So it actually prevents anti-aging. Wow. So those are for just styling and that's for shampoo and conditioner. And then next, if you really want to make your hair look thicker, you could also spray in a hair powder. So Bumble and Bumble has this brownish hair powder. It's, only, it's a temporary color, so if you spray it on to your roots, it actually can cover your grays and also just mask your scalp to make it look like you have more hairs growing. Oh, okay. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, are those products all available at a drugstore, or do you have to go to 
uh, a hairstylist to, to order them? So those products that I just named are professional products. So you would have to find them at a salon or you can buy them from Zenkai, which actually they do sell some of the professional products for a lot cheaper than most salons. And then you can also find them at Sephora. At Sephora. Okay. Yeah. And I do have, so I do have one, like if you are on a budget and you do love having the hair powder, I do love the L'Oreal Magic Root Cover Up. And you can find that one actually at a Shoppers or a London Drugs. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Okay, so we have touched on this before when we did the episode on letting our hair go gray. But for those who missed it, what color adjustments should we make to our hair to make the growing out a little easier? So if you had dark hair, um, the best way... It just depends on how much time and effort or money you want to spend. You could do it by slowly adding highlights for each appointment. So say if you're going every six to eight weeks to get your hair done, you could just ask your stylist to keep on adding more highlights. So then overall, your look um, is getting lighter. So when your roots come in, it's a much easier grow out. Okay. You could also go more the expensive route and getting a color correction done, which means that you could spend about eight to 10 hours with a stylist or more. You could spend 200 plus an hour to get it done. And you would, what they would do is pretty much lighten or bleach out all of your hair and then try to color it back to your natural gray color. Oh, wow. But that's an (laughs) eight to 10 hour at $200 an hour. Yes. And that could be, and it, you might not even be able to do it. So it just, I would suggest to go into the salon, ask for a consultation, sit down with your stylist, and then they would have to examine your hair just to make sure that your hair actually is strong enough to do it. And it just also depends on the texture of your hair too. Okay. So you put highlights in my hair, which really made the, you know, letting it go gray much easier because it wasn't a radical change. It was very gradual and, and the gray just kind of blended in with the highlights. Yes. As opposed to, because I used to just dye it my, my natural color, which was very dark brown. And um, so this, it, yeah, it made it way easier. Yeah, and you probably found that every time you colored your root color in about like a week or two, you would already see the. Oh, yeah. 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 So then what I did with you, I would just, I just kept on adding more highlights. So we started off just doing still a base color, which was your root color. And then I added a few highlights. And then every time that you came in, we just kept on adding more and more and more until the point we didn't even have to add the, the base color anymore. Right. And that was the answer. That was, Mm -hmm. that was, that worked really, really well. And then over time we did make it more of an ashier tone. So that, so it really blended in with the white or the gray that was coming in. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, it was just, it just worked out really well. And we'll be right back. So if we've decided to to grow out our gray, what can we do to enhance the natural look? To enhance your gray, you could also you could 
by uh, purple or blue shampoo. So purple and blue shampoo are really great for people like we were saying before, who are getting their hair colored more frequently. So they want to add more highlights. So when these highlights tend to fade over time and they turn into a brassy orange or yellow tone, the purple and the blue can el eliminate any of those tones. So it's keeping it nice and ashy and looking fresh all the time. Mm. Another thing is to add some oils to your hair. So adding oils at the end of every time that you style your hair adds a lot of shine and makes it a lot softer. Um, another thing is you could buy a really good deep conditioner. So deep conditioner is not is a stronger conditioner that you would only use once or twice a week. Okay, and the oil. So what what do you specifically look for when you're buying an oil for your hair? So one of my favorite oils to get out there is by Davinus, and it's called, called Oi Oil. So O-I and then space O-I-L. So it's really easy to use. You just put probably a couple drops in your hand, and every time that you're done styling, say with a flat iron, even blow drying, you would just apply it to the roots and ends of your hair. Like when I use it, I probably put even a, a, a smaller than a dime amount. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Depending on how short your hair is, you would want to use less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's really great, especially for your hair, just to like, um, piece out any, like your bangs, maybe just to like have different textures in there. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. Another, so for a deep conditioner, I was going to say, there is a really good one out there with Kevin Murphy. It's called Young Again, and it actually restores brittle aging hair. And all you have to do is put it on the hair for 10 minutes and then rinse it off. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. And that would be another one you could only get at a salon or can you get that at Sephora mm -hmm. or? Yeah, you could get it at Sephora, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. But yes. Pro probably not store. at a drugstore though. No, not at a drugstore. Okay. So Sephora has a lot of, of hair products that you don't can't buy at a regular drugstore is that right yeah yeah they have all the higher end kind of salon products okay okay so for those of us who are still coloring what colors tend to be the best for our demographic so when you're looking at coloring you always want to look at your skin pigment your underlying skin pigment so which means um what tone is coming out so say for myself I'm Filipino I do have darker skin or medium tone but I do undertone of it has more of the goldier tones or yellower tones so I would suit more of any rich browns or um, like a chestnut or reddier colors and then anyone who has more olive or blue tones in their skin, um, they would suit probably more brighter, ashier kind of browns that have underlying like blue or purple or green in the color. You know, this is really interesting because we just had Lisa Vella on for the last episode talking about skincare and makeup, and she used the same guide when choosing a lipstick. Yes. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Because I even know for myself when I colored my hair purple, like <laughs> instantly, it just did not suit my skin tone at all. I just looked gray in the face. Ooh. And whenever I looked at other 
women who had purple hair. I'm like, I just wanted it so badly. But when I looked <laughs> at their skin tone, they definitely had more fair skin and much lighter skin than I did. Right. So, so skin tone. Yeah. That's uh that's an important consideration. Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay. So what considerations should we make for glasses? Many of us wear glasses. I should say most of us do actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you're wearing glasses, you want to think about the type of bangs you're going to cut mm. because obviously you don't want ones that are going to be too long covering your glasses and you, they can be very annoying if they're not sitting at the right place. So for some people, it's ideal to cut a sh- like a straight across blunt bang on top of your glasses. Mm. Okay. So just keep in mind of your bangs or also, um, you know, if you have, if you have a really nice pair of glasses and you have shorter hair, it's good to maybe just like style your hair away from your face to show off your glasses. To show off your glasses. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Because uh, glasses, you know, they are an accessory. Oh, definitely. I mean, they're 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 a necessity, but, you know, we can get really cool glasses. Okay, so yeah. we haven't talked about styles for men. So by the time men get to be 60, most of them have lost a good portion of their hair, but not all. So what styles are best for this age group for men? Overall, shorter haircuts are also great for men. Um, obviously, there are some out there who still have great thick hair. So there are some longer styles that would work. But most men in the 60 plus go for the crew cut or the Ivy League kind of cuts. Mm, Ivy League being parted at the side. Yes. Yeah. So Ivy League is a style of a crew cut. It's just a lot longer. So overall, like to describe a crew cut is pretty much shorter on the sides and a little bit longer on the top. With the Ivy League, it's a much longer length on the sides and top. Right. Which which is a really nice style, I think. Yeah. It's very dapper and it's, you know, ageless and just looks very sophisticated. Like my son's hair. Yes. He has a natural <laughs> part that does that. Yeah. <laughs> and so does Indy's. Indy's hair is going that way too. <laughs> it, it does seem to be. Yeah. Yeah, he's a natural like part line. Yeah. But it's funny because it's not the same side as Mark's on the other side. Oh, it's on the other side. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I find also for guy haircuts, it's the same as women. You also want to think about the texture of how short or long you're going to keep your hair. Right. The texture. Yes. So that has to be taken into consideration. Yep. And um, yeah, and just also just the way that they style their hair too. Because there are really great slick back hairstyles that look great on older guys because it can really lift the face. Mm. Because there are some hairstyles out there, if you draw too much attention around your brows, it could draw too much attention to wrinkles and nobody wants that. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, We talked about hair loss. Can you um, maybe suggest any tips on either mitigating it or um, maybe some preventative things, both for men and women? Yeah, there's lots of actually great preventative things that you can do. So by getting, it's all about the scalp, really. So that's where hair grows from. So as our hair is growing and our scalp is aging, you want to get a good shampoo and conditioner that will help with that. So for instance, there's Davenis, they have energizing. 
shampoo and conditioner and what it does it takes care of the scalp so it's actually opening up cuticles so it's making hair um, much easier to grow and then it's preventing hair loss there's also nioxin which is say another kind of another line um, they also have different ingredients that will help with hair growth too so the shampoo conditioner and then they also have a spray in that you would do every day I know there is hair club for men Mm-hmm. but those those kind of things like if you use them I've heard as soon as you stop using using it your hair will fall out oh. all the hair that you grew from using that so it's kind of a forever thing you have to commit you do have to commit with that with that ones but you first off you could try the nioxin or you can try Davinus or Kevin Murphy they all have different um, shampoo conditioners that really do help with the scalp first because mm-hmm. that's the part that's really affecting your hair growth in general. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I I do read a lot about diet and I and I'm no expert but I certainly have read that diet has an effect on so many things and Oh, I could see that for hair sure. Hair loss being one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a a favorite if if we were to go into the drugstore or the 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 grocery store and you know there's a zillion different kinds of shampoo do you have one that if you have to resort to to drugstore shampoo that you would recommend over others (laughs) i actually don't Don't. i i can't remember the last time i bought (laughs) bought one from shoppers or drugs. so you get you get your shampoo through your supplier i do the only reason is um, because I've just learned so much about shampoo and conditioners and what I know, like people love Pantene. I know that's one of the favorites out there, but just what it does over time, it does put a really waxy build on your hair. So it makes you think you have softer hair, but overall it's not actually helping your hair growth or it's not actually helping your hair feel softer in the long term. Hmm. So apart from going to a salon to get these products, how do you get them? You can go to Zenkai. I know that Zenkai is usually in most malls. Oh, okay. And Zenkai, they usually sell it for a lot cheaper than any of the salons out there. And can you get that online? Yeah, you can get that online too. Oh, And okay. I'm sure that Amazon probably sells a lot of these, these products too. Okay, good to know. Can you think of anything else that we should know that we haven't touched on? So for blonde color if you want to go gray um it's depending on your your growth pattern if you have more salt than pepper or pepper than salt then you would want to add a mixture of highlights and lowlights okay so so much the same really it's just you're you're heading you're adding different colors of highlights and lowlights yes so instead of just adding highlights for dark hair now you're actually mixing in um, darker tones with lighter tones but you could also add in if you wanted like your natural gray color because there are gray colors that you can add to blonde hair mm. and much easier to do than doing on pre-lightened dark or pre-lightened dark hair right it does seem to be easier going from blonde to gray than certainly dark brown to gray <laughs> definitely yeah okay jory this has been great like I said in the beginning, I, I think a good hairstyle, the right hairstyle, the right color, really enhances our appearance. It makes yes, a huge I difference. Huge difference. Thank you so much. 
for this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great. What's Next is written and created by Barb Demeray. It is produced, edited, and engineered by Mella. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you subscribe to find out what's next. Conversations with Boomers.